a wonderful time to welcome new chapter, new topic, novel, sujet, they discuss you. And the heading goes on like antagonistic drugs on adrenergic receptors. Welcome all to this Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Well, to begin with, we have alpha-adrenergic receptors. Their actions, that is, the actions of the alpha-adrenergic receptors, they are basically observed as a wide-spectrum actions. They are multi-functional receptors. Many drugs which act on the alpha receptors, they are non-specific while many are highly specific for certain receptor types. Let's get to know a few of the drugs. Phentolamine is a non-specific drug, for example, while prazosine is alpha-1 specific and yohimbine is alpha-2 specific drug. The subtypes of receptors, they have been classified like alpha-1 subtypes, they have been classified as alpha-1a and alpha-1b. So, to give an example, tamsulosine is one of the drugs which has higher potency at alpha 1a then alpha 1b now i'm gonna talk about alpha receptors they have secondary role in enhancing glucose release from the liver so the blocking drugs of these alpha receptors that is alpha blockers they may aid in curbing down the glucose release from the liver alpha 2 receptors specifically alpha 2a they enhance the platelet aggregation Stimulation of the alpha-2 receptor curbs down the insulin secretion and the alpha blockers in this particular regard they work opposite to enhance the insulin release. Now before I progress and come on the specific drugs, just an overview of the classification would be a nice really good talk to do it presently. So let's talk about it. I'm going to talk about only the alpha receptors today not the beta receptors. So as far as we know, the alpha-adrenergic receptor blockers, they have been classified in non-selective, then alpha-1 selective, then alpha-2 selective. What are the drugs which are non-selective? The non-selective or the non-specific drugs, they are phenoxybenzamine and phentolamine. Coming over to the alpha-1 selective drugs, they go on something like prazosine, terazosine, doxazosine, alfuzosine, tamsulosine, Endoramine, Uripidil, and Bunazosine. And there's only one drug which is alpha 2 selective, so it's very easy to learn that is Yohim B. Okay, now that was an overview of the classification. Now, see, classifications they are very, very important, so let's not skip them. Now, the first head to talk about in detail is the non selective alpha blockers. Now, we have two drugs here you remember, phenoxybenzamine and phentolamine. Phenoxybenzamine is an irreversible blocker. Phentolamine, on the other hand, is a competitive blocker. Now, vascular alpha receptors, they are blocked by both these drugs. So, that results in the lowering of the peripheral resistance. And there is also a reflex increase in the cardiac output. Due to the presynaptic alpha-2 blockade, 
due to these drugs because they are non-selective. So they will be blocking the presynaptic alpha-2 receptors also. What is the result of that blockage? Noradrenaline is released more. Now, other effects. Another effect is postural hypotension and reflex tachycardia in the higher intensity. So whenever the drug is in a very severity or in higher intensity, it leads to more chances of arrhythmias. All in all, what has going on? These drugs, they are not suitable drugs for the treatment of essential hypertension. That is the last and final statement because selective drugs like prazosine, they have better drug profile and outcome in the treatment of essential hypertension. So when we have better drugs, it's better to go for the better drugs. So you might be thinking, you might be wondering what are exactly the uses of phenoxybenzamine and phentolamine. Well, you've heard of pheochromocytomas. These are adrenal medulla tumors. Now, these adrenal medulla tumors, they very well respond to phenoxybenzamine. The negative effect that is caused by the massive release of catecholamines from these tumors in the blood that leads to a greater severity and intensity of hypertension. Though surgical Treatment is the definitive therapy for pheochromocytoma. Phenoxybenzamine effectively controls the hypertension. The initial doses of 10 mg twice a day, they are good enough few weeks before the surgical intervention. The doses, they are gradually increased up to 40 to 120 mg in divided paths, that is about 2 to 3 paths. Now, this drug is highly recommended in the tumors, especially when the tumor is inoperable. And with, along with these drugs, add-on drugs like metarosine. You remember metarosine? Metarosine is a blocker of tyroxine hydroxylase. And where was tyroxine hydroxylase? That was one of the prominent rate-limiting enzymes during the catecholamine synthesis. And that was a simple revision. So that is... A good add-on drug. Metarosine is a good add-on drug along with phenoxybenzamine. Let's talk about other use of phenoxybenzamine. In the cases of spinal cord transaction, phenoxybenzamine is a nice drug. It controls autonomic hyperreflexia. So that was a brief discussion about phenoxybenzamine. Let's talk phentolamine. Phentolamine rapidly lowers down hypertension. Rapidly, right? So it's used with utmost care in pheochromocytoma because it would rapidly lower down the hypertension. So it's well-monitored drug. And in the patients of pheochromocytoma, phentolamine also helps in relieving the pseudo-bowel obstruction. Now sometimes the IV infusion of an alpha agonist drug, it leads to extravasation and surrounding dermal necrosis. You can understand that thing. When there's an IV infusion, extravasation of the drug may occur. Surrounding skin necrosis can occur. So phentolamine can help here also. Another use of phentolamine. It can help to cure hypertensive severity or emergency states in case of abrupt clonidine withdrawal. And also it helps to lower down the 
emergency hypertensive states in the case of cheese reaction you remember cheese reaction caused by giving like uh, indirectly acting sympathomimetic agents they are found in cheese and when they are given specific drugs like monoamine oxidase inhibitors that is maoi drugs then there's a massive episode of hypertension that is known as cheese reaction another use of fentolamine buccally or orally fentolamine may be given it helps to minimize the sexual dysfunction especially in males then another use of fentolamine could be the reversal of the adrenaline or any sympathomimetic agent given along with la now let me describe this in detail la that is local anesthetic duration of action is generally enhanced when it is given along with adrenaline or similar drug and that is because the adrenaline causes vasoconstriction and that leads to slower absorption of the local anesthetic drug this whole process is generally done to enhance the duration of action of local anesthetic drug and how does fentolamine play a role here the la duration it can be limited with fentolamine now fentolamine is actually approved by fda for this particular use la is accompanied with adrenaline or similar drug that is enhancing the duration of action via the process of decreased absorption caused by vasoconstriction once the anesthesia is properly achieved and done then what happens fentolamine can reverse this adrenaline or similar drug induced vasoconstriction there it is used okay but we have a problem if these drugs are overused if overused or if there is excessive use the toxicity of these drugs may ensue and you can guess what is the most important adr exactly you guessed it right that is hypotension decreased blood pressure what are other adrs of these drugs reflex cardiac stimulation that leads to arrhythmias tachycardias ischemic necrosis myocardial ischemia another important adr it affects the smooth muscle contraction in the reproductive organs of the males and there is inhibition of ejaculation can be seen another adverse effect could be in the gut that is smooth muscles they are activated and more secretion of acid is there due to histamine release so these drugs they should be cautiously used and they are highly monitored this advice is given especially in patients suffering from peptic ulcer disease and last adverse effect to talk about in the research in the experimental animals it has been seen that phenoxybenzamine it exhibits a sort of a mutagenic action in the ames test ames test and if phenoxybenzamine doses they are given frequently or repeatedly then there could be precipitation of peritoneal tumors sarcomas and even lung tumors so that was a good detailed account of phenoxybenzamine phentolamine their adverse effects their therapeutic uses their limitations how should be they used and variety of different things related to these drugs i hope you like this episode it was quite quite informative if you liked it then do let me know via the reviews and in the end i would just like to say for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast please visit www.pharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine it actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences drug information updates and my podcast updates also you can follow me on different social media handles like twitter insta facebook and linkedin 
They all are with the same name. Is pharmacology difficult? If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.